I like that worship be on our lips all the time. If you don't take time every day to worship the Lord, I, I commend that to you. Having a time of worship in your house, in your car, wherever you are. You know, I'm one of those that I like to crank up the radio to the chagrin of my children when they're with me and I sing it out. And uh, I think that's good. I think the Lord delights in our, in our praise. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verses 11 through 20. And just a disclaimer that Tiffany did not know what I was preaching on, and I didn't know what she was going to say. Uh, so the Lord confirms what we are sharing today. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, and his statutes that I am commanding you today. When you have eaten your fill and have built your fine house and live in them, and your herds and your flocks have multiplied, and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then do not exalt yourself, forgetting the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, an arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you from flint rock. He fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know to humble you and to test you and in the end to do you good. Do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my own hands have gotten me this wealth, but remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, so that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors as he is doing today. If you do forget the Lord your God and follow other gods to serve and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord is destroying before you, so shall you perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this word. We thank you for worship. We thank you because it brings us closer to your throne. It brings us into your presence. It helps us to hear your voice. It helps us to just recognize who you are in our lives. Lord, we ask that you will bless this scripture as, as we proclaim it, Lord, as we share it, Lord, this morning. Help us, O Lord, to learn from it, to apply it to our lives, to live by it. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We're bad at forgetting things. And I found that the older you get, the worse it gets. Right? You walk into a room and you go, why did I come in here? And you can't even remember that. And so we have found ways to remind ourselves of what it is that we have to do, right? Sometimes we go into a room and we'll be holding something to serve as an anchor of reminder. You know, oh yeah, this is why I came in here. I needed to put this back. We have all kinds of things that we use now. You know, we now have wonderful devices that ring alarms whenever we want them to. And so when I want to remember that I have an appointment, I set up three alarms. Because you can do that. One for the day before, one for like three hours before, and then one for about one hour before to make sure I don't miss it. 
And we do this with all kinds of things, right? There's calendar apps. Some of you remember the olden days when we used to have put post-it notes everywhere in our house. You know, put it on the fridge, put it on the computer screen back when everybody had their desktop. Put it somewhere where you're going to see it on the TV remote because you know you're going to go clicking on that thing later. You know, we, we, we have all of these methods to try to remember things. At one point, there, were, there was even this fad of tying a string to your finger to remember something. The only problem was that like my post-it, my, my, like my little stickers, you'd find a string and go, I'm supposed to remember something, but I can't remember what it was. And so you were back to square one. See, a reminder is only good if it actually is effective in pointing you to the information that you wanted to remember in the first place. If you left yourself a cryptic note that doesn't make sense to you when you read it back to yourself later on when you can't remember what you wrote about, it does you no good. You have to have the context. You have to have enough information so that you can actually remember what it is that you wanted to remember. In our scripture today, we find a lot of reminders and warnings about the dangers of forgetting things that are important. You know, it's one thing to forget your doctor's appointment one time or to forget a lunch date that you have with somebody. But it's a whole other thing to forget God, to forget the Lord Almighty, to forget the one who has been with you since before you were even born, to forget the creator of the universe. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God, Moses writes. How would we ever forget the Lord? How would we ever do that? Everywhere we look, there are signs of who God is. Even nature itself points to a great maker and creator. Every day we see reminders that there is a God who looks after us. But Moses writes to the people saying, well... There is a way for you to forget. By failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, and his statutes, you're basically forgetting the God who has brought you this far. Moses knew that they were headed to the promised land. We have to remember that God had promised Abraham that through his descendants, the whole world would be blessed. All the nations of the earth. So Moses knew that they were going to a place where the people were going to be blessed and God was going to provide for them and God was going to make a way for them and God was going to give them so much more than they had ever had before. He knew that he had taken them out of slavery in Egypt to make them have their own kingdom and to be able to stand as their own nation as God's people and that God would be their God and they would be God's people from their own. He knew that that's what was coming. See, I believe it is God's desire to bless us, to prosper us, to provide for our needs. But Moses is warning God's people not to forget the God that provides the blessing. Not to forget the God that had brought them all the way to the promised land. Not to forget the God that had made the journey possible and had given them the victories. 
He writes to them, when you have eaten your fill and have built fine houses and you have lived in them, and when your herds and flocks are multiplied, then do not exalt yourselves, forgetting the Lord your God. We have a bad tendency. And the tendency is when things go wrong, we blame God. When things go right, we take the credit. I mean, it, it, God, why is this happening? You know, it's terrible. And when things go well, oh, God, I am so smart. I'm so clever. I'm so able. I did it. And we take the credit. There are so many times that we, we forget that everything we have, everything we are, everything we accomplish that is of any good is because of God's mercy and grace. Who made us? Who gave you the brain that made you able to be able to do the things you do? Who gave you the talents and abilities that are uniquely yours? You know, God made each one of us different and gave each one of us different gifts and abilities that we can use. And we didn't choose those. God gave those to us. And so it has been a gift and a blessing from him. But we tend to exalt ourselves too much and to forget that it is God who has blessed us. Because the people were so forgetful, Moses recaps some of the highlights of the journey from, from Egypt. He reminds the people, look, if it wasn't for God, you would have starved in the desert because you didn't have food. God had to make it rain bread from heaven to feed you all those years. When you lacked water, God made water come out of a stone so that you could have living water because otherwise you would have died of thirst. And let us not forget that you were in the wilderness. There was serpents and scorpions and all kinds of dangers in nature in that journey. Sometimes we forget that. There was all kinds of dangers in that journey. Anything could have wiped them out. And God protected them and helped them to make it through. They would have never made it to the promised land without God's help. And Moses was trying to remind them of that because the tendency again is when we succeed and things are going well, then we take credit. When things are going bad, we, we blame God. God, why did you let this happen? How many things has God brought you through and what has God blessed you with? You remember where you started? I want you to go back in memory lane right now. In your mind and in your own history, do you remember where God brought you from? You know, I remember when I started in ministry. And in my second appointment, Alan and I got married, and we moved into an apartment that was a missionary building. It was for missionaries. The bishop arranged for us to use that as pastoral housing so we could take an appointment closer to Emory so I could go to Candler and do my studies. And I remember I could see the whole house from the middle. I could just stand right there and see the whole apartment. That's how big it was. You were in the living room, dining room, and kitchen all at once, just standing there in the middle. 
And every piece of furniture in that place did not match because it was all donated furniture. So we had orange, we had green, we had fuchsia. It was all 70s colors. I mean, I am talking like shocking pink and lime green and all those wonderful colors that you wish you had in your home right now. And I remember being so thankful that God had brought us to that because we didn't have anything. We were just getting started. We'd just gotten married. We didn't have any children. We, we were just getting started. Fast forward 24 years, 25 years now. Time goes fast. And if you would have told me I would have a nice home, that I would have two cars, that I would be in this church serving, that I would have the privilege of being your pastor, I would have said, you're crazy. Because when I started, I had 13 people in worship on the high Sunday of the year. On a regular Sunday, it's about three or five. And I made a whole thousand dollars a month, and I thought I was big stuff. How far? Has God brought me? And you know, it would be easy for me to start going, oh yeah, I've just done so much in ministry that I've gotten this far, but the reality is no. It is God that has brought me this far because I've seen the twists and the turns in my journey and I'm sure that you can see them in your own journey. I'm sure that you can see the times when you were tested and tried, where things didn't seem like they were going to go right, where things got tough and you were tested in your faith or in your finances or in your health or in a number of other things and God pulled you through. And you can look at that story and realize, if it wasn't for the mercy of God, I would not be here today. It is only by his goodness and his grace that I had made it this far. Moses wanted the people to understand that as they reviewed their story and remembered their story, the more they did that, the more they would realize that it wasn't them that did it. Do you remember the taking of the promised land? One of the greatest concerns for the people was that there were giants in the land. They said, oh, those guys are big. And then the next concern was, well, they got big walls. And the next concern was they have big armies. And in all of those concerns, they, they were completely worried that they weren't going to be able to take the land. But they were able to not because they were great at battle, not because they were well prepared, not because they had great armament, but simply because God went before them and fought the battles for them. Jericho's wall came down because they worshiped God around that city for seven days. How many battles did they win where God basically went ahead of them and confused the armies of the enemy? How many battles were won before they even set foot on the battlefield because God had sent angels out ahead of them? It was all God. But the people thought that their biggest concern was actually being able to take the land. And Moses is writing before they've ever done any of that, and he warns them, that's not your biggest concern when you enter the promised land. 
That is not your biggest worry. That is not your biggest danger. That is not the, the thing that you should focus on because God is with you. You're going to take the land not because of you, but because of God. He's promised it, and God keeps his promises. Even when you are unfaithful, God is faithful, and he has promised the land will be yours. But Moses warns them sternly about this. He says, your biggest concern is not the enemy in the land. Your biggest concern is that you're going to get in there, and God is going to prosper you, and God is going to give you wealth, and God is going to give you homes, and God is going to multiply your, your, your herds, and God is going to give you status among the nations, and then you will forget the God who gave you all that. You will forget the God who brought you this far. Do not say to yourselves, my power and the might of my own hands have gotten me this wealth. You know, there's a reason that we need to give God the glory all the time. And it's because he always deserves it. Every single time for every single thing we do. But Moses was worried that when the people got to the land, when the people were prospered, when the people had everything that God had promised to them, they would forget the Lord that blessed them. Well, the good thing is that never happens to us today, right? I mean, when we're blessed and we're doing well, we always remember God, right? We always remember to give him the glory. We always remember to give our tithe. We always remember to pray and to praise Or do we forget? Do we only treat God like a fire alarm only when the house is on fire? Do we come to God because things are burning down and we need help now? Or do we treat God as a heavenly father that wants to be in relationship with us through the good and through the bad, through the tough and through the easy, through the ups and through the downs? Why did God bless them? I mean, they were so bad. They were stubborn. They were rebellious. God blessed them because he made a covenant. He made a promise. And that covenant and promise is still ours today because God sent Jesus to fulfill his promise to bring a savior through the line of David that would change the history of the world. God is still completing his promises in us. Moses warns them, he says, let me tell you something. If you do forget the Lord, if you go after other gods, if you take the glory and the credit that belongs to God Almighty and you give it to other things or other gods, you will surely perish. And let me tell you, there are so many other gods out there. We might not have the little wooden deities that they had back then in the same way that they had them. But we have the God of the job, the God of the status, the God of the family, the God of all of these things that are important to us that we tend to put in the first place in our lives 
that belongs to the Almighty God. And so Moses is warning them, do not do that. If you do that, you will surely perish. And he says, and if you have any doubt about that, just look at what God did to the other nations that were following other gods as you came into the land. He took them out. He says, don't, don't you get into those crosshairs. <laughs> don't you disobey the ordinances of God. Don't you forget that your life belongs to him and that means that everything in your life has to be about him. You see, we have been talking about stewardship and being responsible for administering and using all that God has given us means that we have to truly surrender everything about us to God. The true beginning of stewardship is remembering that God is our source, our supply, our everything. And that without him, we can do no good. Stewardship extends to our lives, how we live them, how we follow God's commandments and ordinances, and how we seek his will every single day. And that's a challenge. Because every day, we forget. Every day, we forget. And so when we forget, we need to be reminded we need reminder after reminder after reminder. Not just one. We need to remind ourselves continuously. The people of God, the people of Israel, had to remember and be reminded of their story over and over again. You know what they did in order to do that? They established memorials. They established holidays in which they celebrated what God had done when he delivered them from Egypt, when he fed them on the mountain. Everything that God had done, they had to establish memorials so that they would never forget so that further generations that didn't live through those experiences would never forget. So that people would always remember that it was God who brought them out of Egypt. And it was God who gave them the promised land. I wish I could tell you that Israel never forgot their God. But we all know that's not true. When they reached the height of their kingdom under Solomon and David, and they gained incredible wealth and power and prestige. Do you remember what happened? They began to worship other gods. Even Solomon, who was the wisest man after Jesus to live, began to worship the gods of all his many wives. We won't even get into that part. And he began to allow worship of other gods in the temple and other things that did not please God. And what was the result of that? The people of God ended up in exile. God put them on time out to think about it several times so that they would remember that it was God who had brought them there and that it was him who they needed to worship and follow. But God is so faithful that he never relented on his promise. Many of you know that in 1948, 49, 
nation of Israel was reinstituted after World War II, was it? Yeah, two. And it was all done with the expectation that they might be wiped out immediately from the face of the earth once it was instituted. Because every single nation around them said, we will destroy you the minute you come into existence. And Israel defended itself in many wars, outnumbered 10,000, 20,000 to one on the ground. But because God was on their side, they had victory after victory after victory. And do you know when the wars with Israel ceased? They ceased once Israel had the territory of the promised land, again, under their control. That's a faithful God, folks. That's a faithful God. After all that time, God reinstituted the kingdom of Israel. I say all that to say, don't forget who's brought you this far. Don't forget who deserves the glory and the praise for everything you accomplish in your life. Don't forget the one who deserves our worship day and night because he is the one that has carried you this far and he's not through with you yet. He has promised to be with you always till the end of the age. And that means that we can continue to trust that the same God who brought the Israelites from Egypt to the promised land will get us to where we need to go in the future. And that, my friends, lets it be well with my soul. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for this word. We thank you, O oh Lord, because you remind us, O oh Lord, that you are our sustain, our supply, our redeemer, and our friend. We thank you, O oh Lord, because you are so faithful even when we fail even when we don't always do everything that we should, you continue to call us, O oh Lord. You continue to redeem us. You continue to guide us. You continue to bless us, Lord. Help us never confuse the blessing with you. Help us to always keep you the main thing in our lives. And help us to remind others that it's all about Jesus. It's all about your Son, the Savior of the world. It's all about bringing people to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ that transforms their lives. We thank you, Lord, for reminding us today to continue to give you the honor, the glory, and the praise that you deserve. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.